Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf, and today I was going to do my with intro. Stop it! Oh, you're going to do yours. And I'm doing it again. Today we have a special guest. Joe Santagato's here. Woo. He's back. Yep. Forever. He's coming. No, I'm joking. He's not coming back. <laughs> he can't keep up with the dragon sorceress. Oh god. But he's back to to visit. Yep. This is the first time I've seen him in about what three or four months. Wow. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. You look exactly the same. Well. I would emotionally, hope. spiritually, physically. <laughs> I would hope so. It looks like you still haven't met up with aliens. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe you you're not like an that? alien king. What I could have f- been wrong this entire time. What am I supposed to look like? I'm joking with you. Uh, I never know. You say wild I mean, it shit. Does. I, I, for a second there, I thought, you know what? Maybe one day Joe's going to have this crazy experience. Where, and you, listen, you still might. I don't and, fucking and what, know. I'm going to shave my head and look different? No, I don't. Just melt down right now. Right. No, I mean, like, I, clearly you look the same physically. Of course you're going to look the same. But I was saying I always thought that you were going to have some crazy spiritual awakening. And then I'm like, I don't fucking know if he is or isn't. How do I know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't- do you think there's more? Okay, so when you look at you. When a person looks at Joe Santagato, for those of you who don't know, who just started listening. So Joe is the person I used to co-host this with. Yep. He is a YouTube star. Oh. How many followers do you have on Facebook oh, now? Oh, here we go. What, five million? No. Four? Still? <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> <laughs> you only have four million? Oh my God. I can't believe I even asked you to <laughs> be on this podcast. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed for myself. Um, so, okay. So he's this YouTube star. You might've seen his videos like idiots of the idiot, (laughs) idiots of the internet part one, two, three, (laughs) four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and 10. And, uh, yeah. So anyway, no, I've, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for this crazy awakening. But then I'm like, not everyone has this. I know. Look at my fucking, I have like four necklaces on. She's got necklaces like in size (laughs) order. One's really long, then a medium one, and then this crystal thing. In case you didn't know, I was into spirituality. I'm just wearing it on my necklaces. What is this made out of marble? Oh, no, that's a crystal. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, it's a crystal. I mean, it does look like a kitchen counter a little bit. Well, I didn't say it's an expensive crystal, motherfucker. (laughs) My mom gave it to me. Oh, nice. Yeah. And my mom actually made this one too. Isn't that adorable? It's like the tassel-y kind. So. Yeah, it looks a little uh, what? It's Native great. American. It one. is a little Native American. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. What's that one? That one looks Chinese. This one is uh, of Kali. She's a Hindu deity. Ah, yes. I remember She her. is the dark mother. Yeah, we've talked a lot about Kali before. Yeah. She actually represents fierce change, chopping the head off the ego, going into the dark, dark places of oneself to actually transmute the shadows into light. So, big fan. Yeah, that's, I knew that. <laughs> well, my question is... Yeah. So, people... Because you do have a lot of followers, Okay. Yeah. So my question is, some people might look at you and might look at your videos. You're very, very funny, but you don't ever go super, super deep with the topics yet. And no. I want to know if someone were to look at you, do you go way deeper than it would seem just from looking at you on social media? Oh, obviously. I mean, it depends. Like on my podcast, I, I get there sometimes. Like there'll be times where 
I'll just talk about a bunch of like inspirational things because that is something that I'm very. You love the inspirational shit. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm adamant about that stuff. But in my videos, you're you're never gonna see it. I think those are completely different things. Like, Why? Why don't you bridge? Because do you like? <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, that's like I don't I don't know how to explain it. That's like you going on stage and not telling jokes and just going like, well, you know, everyone you can, can do just both. Do, but you don't have to. I think they're different. Um, first things. of all, I'm not gonna. You can do whatever you want. You're Joe I, Sanagato. Oh my god. Okay, I'm serious though. I'm, I'm not you. I'm living my own life. I'm doing what I want to do. You get to do what you want to do. I'm just saying. I think some people think that with you, what what they see is what they get. But I have always thought that there's a whole reservoir deep within you that you have yet to explore and really show the world. That's how I see it. But I also, like I said, have a tendency to date serial killers and be like he's so dedicated <laughs> no i i mean people could see it maybe but that's just not where it would be that's like looking for a motivational speech in a stand-up comedy show like those are different i do that. settings i know well you're the first of your kind i think yeah, i don't fucking know yeah i'm sure there are others but <laughs> but that, to me those are just different settings like this the, like the comedy thing is one thing and then you know another places you'll get different kinds of things like it's it it's sort of like an act it, it is true that what you see is what you get because most of the things that i'm saying and the way that i deliver jokes or whatever is how i am when i'm trying to be funny when i'm just hanging out with friends also so it's like there's not much difference there but there obviously is more to you know do you, well do you get what i'm saying uh, obviously but i guess listen there are some people walking this earth who you can tell that they're in their heads a lot. They probably go home and write poetry. There's just a lot within them that they're carrying where there are some people who I don't, and I don't mean that they're more shallow, but they're just simpler. They like doing the day-to-day -day things. They don't really question it too much. They're happy with what they do with you. I still cannot tell exactly where you fall in that. Cause I think for a long time when we were doing the podcast together, I was almost trying to push you into more of the like spiritual, all that stuff. And you were like, yo, Kate back up. No, I think that I am spiritual, but I'm not like, I don't like verbalizing things because if I don't know exactly how I want to come across or whatever, I don't like to just say it. Like whenever I, even with like the videos that I do now, which are like, there's no deep meaning or anything like that. It's just jokes. But I don't like telling people what video I'm doing or I never tell people which one is coming like ever because I, I don't know. It could change and my opinion can change and I'm not going to do that. Like I don't like having the ex expectations. It's not because I'm afraid of not fulfilling them. It's just kind of, I don't know. Like I'll, when I know exactly what I want, then I will say that like I'm more of, uh, when it comes to, to stuff like that, I'm, I, I like spend time on my thoughts before I just start saying shit, you know? So that's, that's probably why, because when you were like pushing and stuff, I like, okay. Uh, and we can have these conversations or whatever, because I have thought about it. Um, cause we have had them all the time. <laughs> uh, but because you were, I was like, are, Hey, let's do a podcast together, yeah. <laughs> Joe. And then all of a sudden it was like, boom, aliens, conspiracy, spirituality. Yeah, The first one was like, you're like, yeah, let's talk about vaginas. And then the fucking second one was That's like, how I pull right, them in. Uh, so aliens, <laughs> how do you feel about those? You were a good sport though, about everything, you know, cause look, a lot of people 
probably think I'm nuts when I start talking about the crazier <laughs> stuff. Probably. But you were pretty good at staying open-minded to it. You know, I don't know how much you've actually taken in in the sense of believe in it. You know, I don't know what your thoughts on aliens are exactly. I know you think they exist, but you're not exactly sure if they're evolved and trying to get us to ascend and use free energy. No, I mean, I don't, I don't like, I don't not believe in it. I just, I haven't done any research on it because it's not something that I'm super interested in knowing to go out of my way and kind of figure out like stuff like that. I, I acknowledge the fact that they exist (laughs) and are probably... Like I don't, I don't fucking know. Like I don't know. What Would the you hell fuck they... a girl alien? I mean, if she was hot enough. How hot is she? <laughs> <laughs> she's more of like a light body than anything. You know, she's not really in the physical. See, I wonder. Suppose what the fuck does that mean? Right. Well, she's like almost like you can put her hand, your hand through her. How am I fucking her then? Like an energy merging kind of thing. All right. I so need right, is it even cheating? Vagina yeah. stuff. <laughs> physical vagina stuff. Okay. He became very Italian there. <laughs> okay. Fine. Uh, That's fair. Glad to have you back, Joe. I wanted to talk more about that stuff, but I don't even know. It's just good to see you. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. I'm not going to be emotional about it. It's just funny because, like I said, when you first started the podcast with me, I didn't. I don't think I even realized it was going to go in such a spiritual out there direction. And then- we both grew in different ways. And then I don't want to say grew apart because we're still cool as friends, but Mm -hmm. it was just so clear after a certain point that we had different shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like your realm of who is Joe Sanagato is a whole different arena than what Kate Wolf is becoming. But it's kind of neat to watch those two entities in a sense go off, do their thing and still be able to be cool with each other. It's just so funny how our shit is so different. Yeah, I rarely... Like, are friends with someone and then I'm not anymore. You know, that's a rare thing for me. For a second, I was, remember when we first, when we first split ways, I was all like upset about it. And I was like, well, this is it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we talked for like two or three months. I was boycotting you. Well, someone, (laughs) I forgot who I was talking to, but we were having a conversation because I told people I was going to be doing this podcast and they were like, uh, I thought you guys didn't talk anymore or whatever. And I was like, and then I was thinking about it. We never really talked outside of the podcast, really, you know, cause the podcast, we had two hours of just like, we had two weeks worth of shit to say, you know, yeah. so it, there was no real reason to, for us to be having conversations like via text message. So once that wasn't there anymore, it was just kind of, I guess, habitual for us to not be reaching out through text all the time. Yeah, it was a weird, it was a weird in-between because I definitely thought about you and was like, oh, I hope Joe's doing well, but there just didn't seem for a bit to be a reason to reach out. And then, oh, I yeah. And then uh, there was like a recording issue. Something happened and I called to be like, hey, I wanted to use your equipment and have you go on last minute. Oh yeah. And you could, it was like a two last minute thing. Yeah. And then, yeah, then we had a really good catch up conversation, but it was just, it's been really neat to watch once again, you have someone that you're working so closely with. And then even just in three months, I mean, the podcast has, I don't want to say changed because it was always out there weird, yeah. but it has been nice kind of making it what I want it to be without worrying. Oh God, is Joe thinking I'm crazy right, right now? Is he entertained? Yeah, is he is falling it, the fuck to, to sleep? Which is exactly what, you know, I wanted to happen when I was 
leaving the podcast. Like now is your time to just take it and do whatever the hell you wanted with it. And, and now you're shooting lasers out of your tits. And exactly. Shit. There you go. Talking Always out of my dick. Aliens. Out of my tits. There you go. Out of your dick. Yeah, out of my of dick tits. Um, and then you worked with the rock that hadn't yeah. happened when I, when we were still doing that, you like got to work with fucking, what is his name? Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne. <laughs> I'm such a girl. I'm like, what's that guy's name? I don't know. Dwayne Johnson. Why well, call him the rock? Yeah. When he's fucking me, I'm like, yo, <laughs> thanks rock. Yeah. You're yo, you're him? rock hard rock. Oh God. Ugh. I should have come up with a better pun yeah, there. Should but have thought about that one. I know. I just got caught in how big his dick must be. Can you imagine? I mean, or not? If he takes a lot of steroids, I hear that it actually affects the dick size. There's no way. Really? You don't this think he guy, takes steroids? This guy is. First of all, he's the coolest guy in the world. Like, and the girl who was on set um, with me, she was just like a PR girl, whatever. And uh, I'm sorry, a, a PA or whatever, right? And she. She's like kind of low on the totem pole. She's not anyone super important or whatever. She works with him. She's really cool. But when she text messages him, he'll answer like right away. You know what I mean? And that just goes to show like he's on top of his shit like nonstop. He sleeps like four hours a day, works well, out three times. Well, that sounds like he needs a little more sleep. Come no. on. Dude, this guy. Listen. There actually is a name you, you for You know people. he's listening right now. The Rock. No. <laughs> you need a little more sleep. Take there's, care of you, boo. There's actually people. There's like a scientific word for it. Someone told me the other day, but I totally forgot it. Uh, people who can uh, fully function with four hours of sleep. And I guess he's one of them because uh, he's a really cool guy. He's on top of his stuff. And and when he when I was filming with him, he flew into Vegas from Hawaii because he was filming Jumanji and that fucking cartoon movie he was putting out at the Jumanji? same time. Jumanji? There's another Jumanji? Yeah, it's with uh, Kevin Hart and Jack Black are in it. That's okay. Well, I love Jack Black. Kevin yeah, so Hart's cool, but like... You can't do another Jumanji. I think they're kind of just Williams. doing like a funny movie version of it. I don't know. All right. Well, I'm not going to judge it till it comes out, but yeah. I don't know how I feel but about that. But he flew in that day and then did something in the morning, then filmed with us, then had to present at the Mr. Olympia event, whatever the fuck, and then flew back to Hawaii that night. Like that was one day. Okay. Listen, first I of all- I would have been done for a week. Okay, so I clearly don't know The Rock. And he, honestly, I think just from the video I saw you guys doing where you, you did like a funny yeah. improv thing, I could tell he has a great sense of humor. He's a cool dude. I, I liked him. I was like, oh, that, that dude's cool. I have to say his work ethic sounds abusive to himself. <laughs> I'm serious. Some people work themselves into the ground. It's almost like military style where they just keep going and going and going. And they think it's successful and in some ways it is but to me that sounds like yo you need to slow down i mean some, enjoy some, it some people that's all they have and some people enjoy doing that some people enjoy working and getting things done uh i mean i personally wouldn't work as hard as he does uh but it just goes to show that if you fucking work like that guy that's definitely where you're gonna be totally i'm pretty sure you could fucking do anything that guy it's ridiculous i agree but I think that you can still do anything and yeah, live a no. slower life and actually sure. be able to absorb it and be in the present moment. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know what his schedule is like. I just know that day because I was talking to his security yeah. guard and uh, he was like, yeah, this guy. 
I should stop talking shit on The Rock right now. He'll fuck you up, man. No, I want to have him on. Get, send him a text. <laughs> yeah. Send him a text, yeah. <laughs> See if he can make it here in like a couple minutes. <laughs> Fit us in. <laughs> he's he seems like guy. a cool dude, though. Oh, man, he's, he's the greatest. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't really get starstruck at all. Um, Except when you're with the dragon sorceress. <laughs> yeah, then it's like, oh, God, I'm trying to contain myself. <laughs> but I don't really get starstruck. So when he walked in, there was a bunch of people who we were filming with and they all like ran over to him and, and whatever. Uh, and uh, he came up to me and was, and we were just having a conversation and we were just like cracking jokes on each other and laughing the whole time, like in between takes. And it was just fu- because I wasn't really treating him like, Oh, like you know, you're the, the rock. Even though, that was a really cool moment because this is a guy. Of course, in your head, you're super, going, it's The Rock. Yeah, I was super into wrestling when I was younger and he was like the guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was really cool, but it was even cooler that he was just like, just a chill guy and just wasn't, you know, some person that you would think someone that famous and successful would, would uh, be like. That's I awesome. Guess. Like bothered by people. I don't know. So what else is going on in your life? Nothing. I'm just, you know, sitting at home jerking off a lot now. That's just, good. Good for you. Yeah, I feel like, you know, the release is, is uh, it, it's helpful. <laughs> Do you have any big projects on the way? You're so secretive about that shit, though, anyway. I, uh, Even if you did, you wouldn't tell me. You I would did say something- yes, but I don't, like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. No, I have nothing crazy in the works. Well, you just did something that was pretty cool that, you know, I loved that you did. You did, like, this meet and greet kind of thing where you then donated the money to St. Jude's hospital. Right. I, uh, this was something I wanted to do for a very long time. It, maybe four years I've been wanting to do this, but, um, I finally made it happen. And basically it's like a, back in the day I had no money and these events would pay me as an, in, like a content creator who had followers to go and they'd put me up in a hotel, or whatever, and they'd pay me like five hundred or eight hundred dollars to go to this place and have a meet and greet, so that you know people who watch me can come and just say hi. So they can give you a hand job, right? Each one of them, they get to touch your dick for like what one or two strokes. Yeah, and then by the end of it, you know you're you're you, di- you your dick's on, beat up. You, it's you, a but hard you pick thing. on one of them to come on. Yeah, but, but they Jesus, have to be over Kate. sixteen. Sixteen. <laughs> oh God. Seventeen's okay, I think. Right. So you pick one. <laughs> You jerk off on their face and then they throw you more, they throw more money at you and you go, you're welcome little bitches. And then you donate it to St. Jude's Are to you help okay? kids. Are you okay? I've never been okay. Yeah. Just I've something never happening. been okay. A lot of darkness on you right now. I always have darkness, oh. but I bring it to the light. Oh, uh, whatever. The okay. Keep going. So clearly you don't jerk off on the children. No, I don't jerk off. Uh, but uh, we, so I put this thing out that I was having the meet and greet and so back what I was saying before, I'm sorry. Uh, so people would pay, pay me money. And then I'm, I'm sitting there one time at these things and I really don't like it. I really don't like meeting. I don't like meet and greets at all. And, and that's like well-documented. Like it's I say it all the awkward. time. I just don't like feeling, uh, I don't mind people saying like, I'm a fan of your stuff, but for that to happen, like all in a row is like kind of, it gives me this weird feeling because I don't feel more important than anyone or I don't feel like I deserve this kind of behavior yeah. or anything like that. Uh, so it is uncomfortable for me, but it's, it, it turned out way better than I wanted it to because I just, the main focus was to get the toys 
you know, that really was the main focus of the whole thing. Um, so, I mean, sorry, backtracking. I'm losing my, I'm losing it right now. But I was sitting at one of these tables and I was thinking like, this is kind of ridiculous that people are paying money to meet me. Like, who the fuck am I? You know? So I always told myself that if I was going to do one, it was going to be somewhat charitable. And since it was near December, I was like, we should team up with Toys for Tots. And, you know, if you're going to come, you don't have to pay money, but you just bring a toy. So that's what we did. And we collected a bunch of toys and we, we did it in a, in a way where you had to, there was 300 people who had to reserve a spot. You couldn't come unless you reserved a spot. It was free to do it, but the first 300 could go. And we filled up all the spots, but not everyone came. I would say maybe, you know, half or a little bit. So how many came? Well, like 150, something like that. So you met 150 people though. Right. But the reason why- a lot of people. But listen, the the reason why it was so cool and it was way better was because we got the toys and the reason why like half the people came, it snowed that day and they, and it was in Brooklyn. They shut down all the trains that would go to Brooklyn and it was just ridiculous. So it's like a lot of people, they woke up like, fuck, I don't like them that much. Fuck this kid, which I would have done to me. Exactly. Like the exact behavior. I'm like, no, I'm not fucking leaving my house now. Shake that basic bitch looking dude's hand. Yeah. Like fuck that shit. I'm not going there now. He's Uh, cool. But like, fuck this. What are you going to do? Like Uber it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people who showed up, they were from Connecticut. Some from Jersey. Like it was, it was wild, but it worked out so much better because since there was way less people than we had, um, planned for i was able to actually have conversations with everyone there like i like five to ten minutes literally so there was a lot of people that i met there that if i saw them on the street it wouldn't be weird it wouldn't you know it was just we were just hanging out and then also there was uh, a vip ticket option which was 75 dollars and if you bought a vip ticket then it was for an open bar after the event because it was in this uh cool venue where it was kind of like a concert hall sort of. And then the next room was a bar with seating area. So we were in the concert hall doing, doing the meet and greet. And then afterwards we went into the bar and the $75 went, go, goes to St. Jude, like all that money. And it, the, the, after the, after the open bar was so awesome because First of all, I met people, right? And a lot of them were older, right? So they meet me and they're very like, hi, very nice to meet you. We're a big friend. Like, you're, you're great. You're so funny, blah, blah, blah. And like, it, that's great. It was nice. And then at the open bar, like for whatever reason, because I had to bring all the toys and I had to put them into a van. So I, I got to it a little later. <laughs> By the time I got there, everyone was bombed. Like hammered. So then it became like a party. Yeah, it was like a party and everyone was kind of hanging out with each other. My friends and family were there. So they were all just interacting and there was a photo booth. My brother's in like in every picture with fucking random That's people. That's amazing. Yeah. Keith. And, yeah. And, but like random people would come up to me. The same people were like, hi, how are you? They were just like, ah, oh, dude, like, ah, oh, fuck it. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was just way cooler. Yeah. It's way less uptight in that, yeah. in that way. You could just talk like a person. I do get, you know, cause we have a lot of, I like how we still say, I still say we, but we do. There's a lot of listeners for this podcast. And when I get an email saying, I I always appreciate when someone's like, I'm a big fan, of course. But when they start putting themselves down as if they're getting something from me that they can't give themselves, that's when, not that it gets sad. It's almost like you want to let people know that no matter what, you're projecting like that you think I or someone like Joe can give you 
you literally have to give that to yourself. It's coming from within you anyway. So if you're watching a Joe Santagato video and you're being inspired, Joe is just trigger, triggering the inspiration. He's not giving it to you. But people forget that the world is within themselves and that yeah. they can be the ones to inspire themselves and express and they can get very hooked on, you know, whatever you know, comedian or celebrity or actress or musician, they're like, oh, that's the person giving me life or something. When the truth is, is nothing outside of yourself can do that. It's always still within you. So that's the only thing that ever makes me uncomfortable is if I meet someone and they're like, they have an attitude of it's not within them. Like, mm -hmm. you know, they wish that they could do what I'm doing. I'm like, you totally can. Yeah. You know, that's the thing is like, whenever you pedestal anyone, it's dangerous because we're all the fucking same. We're different, but we're all the same. Yeah, and that's one of the thing. One of the main things that I preach to people all the time, like randomly on my podcast, is that literally you could do any. Like no one is special. That's what I tell people all the time. No one's special. I'm we're not special. We're all special, and we're all not special equally. But that's what I I tell people. I'm like, no one's special. No one got there because what? It's not like you're playing a sport. You know what I mean? Which is like different right in sports there can be people who were just born six like lebron six ten incredible shape and runs as fast as fucking anyone you know what i mean he's the fastest guy in the world you know what i mean so yeah. he's a freak athlete but at the same time this kid put in a lot of work in he's the best player in the nba but in most other things there's none of that applies there's no like i was born tall so i'm able to be a doctor like that doesn't make any fucking sense if you just put the time in and you put your mind to it, like you literally can do anything. And I know that sounds like a fucking meme or Disney quote or something, but I know that sounds like a fucking Disney meme. It just, but it's true. It is. That was me trying to do your voice and it was not it. I'm that was terrible. I don't know who that was. Cause I like when you got a little Italian in it and then I try to recreate the sound and I can't, you sound like a guy from Brooklyn. Forget it. I messed up your whole great speech. No, I mean, that was it though. <laughs> That's one of the main things that I, that I try to tell people. And that's why I never, yeah. I've said this numerous times, but that's the reason why I never had like crazy production value on any of my videos because I mean that in itself, it should just show people like I'm not special. I'm not doing anything crazy. I don't have a team. I don't have an editor. I don't have all these people, a director, writer. It's just me yelling at a fucking camera, you know? In a, and then editing it yourself. Yeah. In a basement apartment and just fucking doing that. It's pretty great. <laughs> And the other day I was thinking about how, in a sense, we're kind of like the Sims playing Sims, right? In, in, in this kind of sense, people go to their video games to live the life they want to live, right? right? So take like a man in his 40s, he's not happy with his life. So he creates the life he wants in the Sims, right? Right. You can do that here with your actual life. It just takes time and patience and dedication. Right. And- ultimately belief in yourself, self-confidence. So it's just so interesting how we kind of give up on the life we're living and then put it into either these video games or we watch a shitload of reality TV shows, but you can actually create the life you've always wanted with your actual life, no matter how old you are, it's never too late. And the way you do that, because some people are like, okay, that's great to hear, but I'm married, I have four kids or two kids, whatever. I have this job, I have to, I get it. I'm not saying quit the job right away, but you start it slowly. It's like, I describe it as you picture this black balloon and you take a needle and you 
poke a little hole in it and some light starts coming out of the balloon. And then you poke another one and some light starts coming out until a lot of the balloon has been taken up with light over time. And that's to me just shows the progress of things. Like you do something small at a time. So if you're in a job you hate, but you want to be a writer, take an hour a week and start writing. Or suppose it's music you want to get into, but you just have to start. It's like a small little baby step starts a whole journey. And, you know, it's never too late to change the course of your life, even if it feels like it's impossible. It just has to start small because if you try to start too big, you get overwhelmed and then can barely move. Yeah, the the I think that, I mean, this is a quote, I don't know where I heard, but you you can only go as far... You will, what is it? I don't want to fuck it up. But basically you can only go as far as the perception of yourself. So if you can't even see yourself doing it, give up. You're not going to do it. Because if you don't have the self-confidence and the belief in yourself that you can get there, like, yeah, I could do that. Then you then you won't if you don't have that, you know? So, I mean, and a lot of it is just not getting discouraged and being real with yourself and saying, uh, is this what I want to do? Or is this just like, a get rich quick scheme or, you know, why am I doing this or blah, blah, blah. Like when I, I try to tell people when you're, when you find something like, cause people come to me all the time now and they say like, Oh, I want to try and do this. I want to try and do that. And I'm like, are you doing it because you think it's going to make a lot of money or are you doing it because you like doing it? Cause your heart's in it. Right. Do you like doing it or whatever? And it doesn't matter what you like. Cause you could get paid for anything. Literally every single thing in this room, nine, minimum i mean numerous people got paid because of it think about your shirt someone bought the fabric someone made the design someone did the ink or the stitching and then people packaged it shipped it it's like how many people got paid off just your shirt so it's like you literally you can do anything a lot of it's been taken up already (laughs) a lot of people have jobs whatever but anything that you're good at you can get paid for one day it really doesn't matter what it is i think it's important though to try to follow your heart when you're creating what you want to do. Yeah. And that's the hardest part is finding what that passion is. And that passion can shift and change. You know, like when I first got divorced, I wanted to put that extra energy because I only had my son now half the time. So I'm like, okay, what do I want to do now with this energy? And at first I started volunteering with this awesome charity, Charity Water. It was great, but I was like, okay, I kind of, I think I want to do something creative where I do something myself. Started a jewelry business. It was cool, but it still wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. And then I found comedy felt right. And then it's kind of obviously morphed and shifted and evolved into comedy plus healing work and who knows what else is going to happen. But you just kind of have to go for it. And also when you're figuring out what your thing is, let it shift and evolve. So I didn't stick with jewelry making, even though I'd invested time and money into it. I was like, wait, I don't want to do this anymore. Let me shift to the next thing. You just got to keep going. You can never give up on yourself. Like I know there's so many cheesy movies, like even Peter Pan, where he's like, never grow up. Those things I took to heart. And when I say never grow up, I don't mean don't pay your bills and don't take responsibility Which for yourself. I, I forgot to pay my rent last <laughs> month and they, they texted me like two weeks later. I was like, I didn't get a check. I was like, sorry. Well, there you go. So there sometimes you, go. you do forget to pay up. bills here and there because being a grown up can suck like that. But it's more about just not giving up on yourself Staying young and staying passionate, staying alive, never just giving up and being like, wah, wah, this is my life. Also just keeping yourself entertained because I don't know about like everyone else. I mean, I definitely can speak for you. When you find the thing that you like doing, it's like, you can't even imagine not doing it anymore. Like even if it, I don't even know, like just whatever, but let's just say 
you made zero dollars from comedy, you wouldn't stop doing it. Like you would do it after your job because you just like doing it. You know how many shows I do that's basically for zero dollars, but you do it because you love it and you're building for something greater. Right. But at the end of the day, even if you weren't, like people who like, I don't even know. I know you've said this before. Like if you want to be a painter, paint. You don't need to get paid to paint. Paint if you want to paint. No one needs to fucking come and baptize you and make you a painter. Like you're a painter if you're fucking painting. That's it. And especially in this day and age, you could sell it on Etsy or all these other things. Like people can buy your art and then it's in someone's home. Like, do you realize how insane that is and how easy that is? That's pretty awesome. Etsy's dope. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's numerous sites like that, that you could just make things if that's your passion and people buy it, they will find it if it's good, you know? Yeah, but you know, that, just like anything else, you start out doing something and you just do it for a while and, and maybe it's unsuccessful or maybe it is successful. You go crazy and people love it right away and you know, you get lucky like that. But for the most part, you do something for a long time. You get better at it along the way. Yeah. And eventually it just becomes lucrative. Life's cool. <laughs> I tell you what, you know, I, mean, I know that sounded really- Life's cool. <laughs> Life's cool. Well, last Thursday- I woke up, I thought I was having a panic attack, but it turned out it was the start of the stomach virus. And getting, have you had that before where you're just throwing up constantly for a day yeah. or two? It is one of the worst fucking pains ever. It, it, when you continue to throw up and you have nothing left in you to throw up, it is the worst. And I did want to die. Not really wanted to die, but it was that kind of thing where you're like, well, this just is awful. And I and went to the emergency room. I, um... I called an ER, they put the IV in me, it really helped. But honestly, <laughs> being sick for that day, for those two days, I was sick longer than that, but like really sick, it really made me enjoy life even more. You're like that's the thing that it can really do is you start to be so thankful for every day that you're healthy, for every day that you get to be alive and just enjoy the moment. And I really, the moments are getting better. I was just like, oh my God, I'm so happy to be alive. I'm so happy to not be throwing up constantly. And it really is a gift to be here. I don't, you know, I'm a truth seeker to the point sometimes where it's almost too much of a truth seeker where I'm like, you don't always have to know why you're here to be able to just enjoy the gift that life is. And I don't know how exactly we got here. Consciousness is a fucking trippy thing, but we're here. We're interacting. Mm -hmm. But I just, it really helped me to be just so appreciative just to be alive because it's a miracle, honestly. Oh, you know what the crazy thing is? When the ambulance came, they were you like- You called 911? Yeah, I did, Joe. I was all alone, oh my okay? God. And I was passing out, motherfucker. I don't live with the family who can help <laughs> take me. I, I really wish that they had a place where you could call someone and then just have them put an IV in your arm at your home. Because that's that, really that what I needed. Thing. You know that. Well, I don't, I was sick. I'm single, okay? <laughs> I was like, I fucking need this. Plus I have health insurance. So I was like, it'll go. be free. But yes, it would have been a lot nicer to have someone just come and put an IV in my arm. But so I call 911, the ambulance puts me in the thing. I actually knew, I kind of knew the the emergency respondee, whatever, you you, responder. Yeah, he he had been to New York Comedy Club a lot because he's friends with one of my comedian friends. So mm-hmm. it was a funny little thing. But anyway, I took his picture and he's like, you have to delete that. You're not supposed to take my picture. And I was like, I apologize. <laughs> so... <laughs> So he's like, what hospital do you want to go to? And he gave me the two different choices. And I was like, well, 
I want to go to the one where they're going to be able to see me right away. Because when you're in a waiting room in a hospital feeling like balls, oh, it is the worst. Yeah. So the hospital they ended up taking me to was Christ Hospital. Are you fucking kidding me? Jesus saves once again. And by the way, guys, when I say Jesus, I don't mean Jesus in like the whole typical, you know, white person. Jesus, Right. But I do believe (laughs) Jesus was an ascended master like a Buddha who is his spirit still alive and he's helping us to reach that whole other level of consciousness. Anyway, so he helped save me. And look, very much appreciative of life. Boom. That's how I feel when I get off planes. Real? Oh yeah, you get scared a bit. I mean, I I don't anymore really. But at when I get off planes, I'm definitely like, ah, oh, never doing that again. I'm safe on the ground. <laughs> it's pretty nuts when you're flying through the air. I fucking hate it. Like I don't like like if I think about it, I can give my I can give myself an anxiety attack. I'm pretty good with my anxiety because I it used to be bad, but like it used to be really bad. Like I used to not eat and just stay in a hole. Like I just didn't like it. But I have a pretty good grip on it now. Like when I know something's coming, I can push it push it down not push it down but when anxiety talk attack to is it, coming talk through it yeah and just kind of you know be and realize that this is you're you're not going to pass out and you're you're breathing fine you know like yeah um so i used to get those on planes all the time and it was just because i would think about it so much i'm like okay i'm on a plane look how fucking high we are we can't pull over like I'm on this plane for another four hours. Like I just need to deal with this now. And and it would just drive me crazy. So if I really think about it, I could give myself an anxiety attack on a plane, but I mean, I'm good for the most part. Now it's, it's fine. I just watch movies. And Carrie Fisher died. That's terrible. Princess Leia. This is going to come out uh, in a week. So, but yeah, Princess Leia passed, but someone wrote a really cool article that I read today for medium.com where they were like, it's not 2016. That is, Killing people. By the way, happy 2017, everyone, when you listen to this. It'll be 2017. Oh, yeah, happy new year. Happy new year. But yeah, the the writer was like, it's not 2016 that's killing these stars. It's they, most of these people have been drug addicts at, cer- at certain times in their lives. And it takes such a toll on your body, addiction and the actual substance, mm-hmm. that it's probably not a Is coincidence. There Were they? a lot of them had either they were still active or they had in their past right. and who knows, maybe it had nothing to do with it. But this writer was saying like, it's not a coincidence. If you go through big drug phases, it really can fuck up your body. Yeah. I, I mean, obvi- I mean, that's obvious to me. Like I never really, but I didn't even think the- about that as, like, as each celebrity was like passing. I was just like, yeah, fuck you. 2016 right in the dick. I mean, I would never blame a year. Well, you like, know what I mean? No, I know, but it's just like, yeah, people <laughs> people die sometimes and they have complications, health problems that we don't know about. I don't know. Some people well, have that's like very logical. heart <laughs> problems and why the hell would we know that, you know? <laughs> so yeah. I just assume. Yeah, Carrie Fisher never told me she was having problems. But I mean, people back, I mean, around her age, they, they went through like a whole 10 years where it was just like, let's just suck Sex, everyone. drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah, let's just fucking blow everyone and do blow and... That's it. It's the year of the blow. Yeah, the year of the or, blow. Or decade of the blow. Decade of the blow. <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day, like rocks, because like right now my main my thing is vinyl records. You're into vinyls now. Well, I my favorite genre of music is classic rock, so I have an appreciation for the like old music. And are Beatles classic rock? Yeah, I love the Beatles. Yeah, Beatles are great. Uh, they but like love the Beatles. Okay. <laughs> Like obsessed, keep yeah. going. I but um, 
Sammy got me a record player. So I went into a record store. And for I was, recently for the holidays or before that? Recently. Okay. I just, I, yeah, I got into it. Yeah, record players are dope. Yeah, they are because it's cool to have something physical and like with the album cover and it's not like a CD. Like I don't like the CD. Like I've never bought a CD album. You know, like of my favorite artists, I've never bought like a CD. I don't know. I never liked it. But these, like you're able to go in and find actual old records of these people that I I know, like, you know, all these, like Leonard Skinner and like, you know what I mean? All That's these awesome. classic rock albums that I have and like Billy Joel and, and, you know, and you can find new stuff as well. But I just also like the old sound to it. I know what you mean. Reason, you know? No, there is such a quality to the old records and the record players that you just can't get from a CD. It's the same thing with like books. Like now you can have, you can read a whole book on a Kindle and thing, yeah. but it does having not compare book. to holding a book. Yeah. And also like having old, like the old used Ugh. records, like, you know, from like a fucked up yeah. album cover, you know? And I'm like, yes, like this is exactly what I want. Like I have a Billy Joel uh, the Stranger album, the famous album that he has, and it's like a old ass one. Like it has like coffee That's stains awesome. on it and shit. And I was like, I would have paid a thousand dollars for this. Are you kidding me? Uh, I love Billy Joel because he's Joe Santagato, motherfuckers. <laughs> but the reason why I brought this up is because you know I was listening to these records, whatever, and I was just having conversations with some of my friends who also like classic rock, and we were talking about like these old rock stars and what kind of lives they were fucking living back then. Like never. Having sex with one person at a time. No way. Three summer more. Easily. And cocaine 100% was involved. Have you ever, Every you've time. Never done, you've never even smoked weed, right? No, I've never done drugs. <laughs> I ate edibles by accident once. You told me that story. And I just slept. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, it, yeah, but you drink I, like, a lot. You drink beer. Do yeah, you I, yeah. I, I feel like in almost every picture on Instagram, <laughs> I always see the fucking you're holding the beer thing. Almost always. It's what like a com- it's like a security blanket, a beer bottle. Oh, I've noticed that recently. I'll be like, he's holding it again. It's almost like I, I'm telling you, I think it's security <laughs> to you because I think it's not. I'm out of a, a, a function and people have beers. I'll have a beer. I guess. It just I, seems I like everywhere. I don't drink like a lot. Like people go out like all the time. Like if they're going to a bar, they're getting loaded. Like no, you don't seem like an alcoholic. It, no. it seems though like it almost comforts you. It's almost like maybe if you're having I'm not saying you have social anxiety, but you're if you're feeling a little shy or overwhelmed, it seems like that might be comforting like you have a little bit and it just warms you up into that. Uh yeah, sure. I mean, I think most people would agree that you know, if you if you have even one beer, you're just you know, you just feel loose now. Not loose, oh, but no, just kind I of know. like you know, you're more open, I guess. I brought I my friend to that use dance it party. As a crutch or anything like that, but you know. All right. Well, sorry for I'm looking just, into uh, your soul. No, I'm just saying. I'm not always but right. I, like literally, f- I would say eight out of ten times that I go out, I don't get drunk. I just drink casually. But then those two times, <laughs> beer's an interesting thing, though, because a lot of people, and I'm not saying get wasted off of it, but a lot right. of people, it is something that helps them ease their discomfort, whether it's a social setting or whatever. I, and I get it. I have never been a fan of drinking and I'm actually trying to, I have, I've stopped smoking weed as much. I do it a lot. I can't even think of words. I do it a lot less frequently. Well, that's a different thing. I had to stop smoking a lot because it was like spiringly into other dimensions. It was just too much, but it (laughs) it was, it was freaking me the fuck out. Um, 
but no, I went dancing with a good friend to that conscious dance party. And it's a lot. Like when you go to that environment, people are fucking dancing. They're loose from the start. Cause yeah. they've been doing it for a long time. And she got there and she loves dancing, but she was definitely a little tighter. Like she was like, oh, and then she had one shot, did not get fucked up. And suddenly she was loose. She was right. able to break it down. Yeah. But she definitely needed whatever that thing is to just feel like she could be comfortable. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I have friends that, you know, they'll do a podcast, but they'll always be like, do you have like, and I always have beers in my fridge. It's like a fucking college dorm room, but they're like, you have beers? I'm like, yeah. So they have like one beer throughout, you know, and just either before or they drink it like during and they're just like, you know, I guess they just feel, it might be a psychological thing. I don't think it's like one beer has a crazy effect on you. Well, it's probably both, right? Cause it definitely has a physical effect and then, yeah, but I don't think it's enough that you would notice. I don't know. Right. Well, so suppose the person has had a lot of drinks before where it did have a physical effect, then it becomes psychological. Yeah, and now like they just have memory, one. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I mean, our society definitely uses alcohol as a crutch on a whole. Yeah. I never got that. Like uh, the whole stereotype of like, I'm upset. I'm going to go to the bar and drink. Like what? Dude. So you don't do that? No, I just lay in bed. Like a fucking normal person. Like, what is going out and drinking going to do? Like, I don't want to go out. And what and, like, do you do? How how do you express your feelings then in those moments? I do. Do you write? Or you just- no, I don't. I just kind of just- Listen to music? Sort it out. Yeah, I guess I listen to music. Uh, there's not one thing that I really do. I definitely just deal with it as best as I can. Like, I, I don't try to, like, run from it or try to, you know, oh, I'm just going to- uh this song makes me not think of anything. I'm going to put this on. Like, what the fuck? To me, that's, you, what are you doing? You're just wasting time. Just well, like it. I've always said, you just might be way more well-adjusted than most of us. I don't know. I still can't figure I don't you know. out. I think that, I think there are people, like, I don't think I'm special in that regard. I think that people, you know, sometimes they have problems and they just deal with them. Like, that's it. You know what I mean? They just kind of, and of course it sucks. Like, it's not, like I said, I lay in bed. I just, you know, if I'm in a bad mood, and uh, upset, but I've never let anything really throw me off too much because there have been times where I think I was, well, one time in my entire life where I was younger, I was maybe 16 years old. I, I don't know if I was, but I felt actually depressed, like clinically, clinically. You told me about depressed. this. Yeah. Yeah. So I, and that was because all I did was think about this thing and let it drag me down. And I felt sorry for myself and I refused to do that again. You know, if I have problems, I'll just sort them out and, and, and I know I'll be fine. Like, I think the the thing that I have that some people don't is a sick self-confidence and self-belief in myself that I know who I am and I can defend anything I, I've ever said and I can, you know, deal with any situation. I'll be fine. Don't worry about it. You know, and you have a sturdiness to you, a groundedness. That's insane. It's insane. You know, like you really do, like even the way you deal with problems, you'll take it in, but you don't really get shaken too much. Like I said, a part of me (laughs) wants to see you. Shaken up? Get shaken. I don't know how, you know, just because I wonder if, if you got shaken up, what would happen? Would you suddenly have a whole spiritual awakening or- is that just not your path where you're just meant to go through just very grounded and enjoying life in that very kind of physical, I'm not saying you don't enjoy it in the emotional Mm -hmm. and spiritual ways, but you know, it'll be interesting 
to see what your path is, but I, I need to my, I need to focus on my own fucking lane. So <laughs> recently, I think something like this almost happened to me because I, for the most part, am very, you know, I'm I'm good. Like nothing really bothers me, you know. And, and it's because I have great family, great friends. I have a great life. You know what I mean? There's nothing yeah. I could ever complain about. That's why I'm never gonna feel sorry for myself. Like, oh, this didn't go my way. Like, dude, you have fucking so much shit. Are you kidding me? So, but recently, uh, my sister is a speech therapist and she, you know, goes to people's homes all the time. And she um, took a video of this one house that has just like a creepy uh, alleyway that you have to go through to get into their house. So she sent a video of it and she sent, she was like, ah, how creepy this is. Ha ha ha. Whatever. So she went in there and, you know, did whatever she did. And she didn't, it's usually like a half hour. And an hour and a half went by and that was her last client. And I just, we didn't know where she was. And I was trying to keep my mom calm because she was kind of like, this is weird. And I was like, whatever. And then she was like, no, it's really weird. Like uh, half an hour later. So now it's like two hours and I'm like, okay. So I go on her computer and I look up her schedule and her last client is at six o'clock. Mind you, they're a half an hour long. It is now closer to eight o'clock. So I'm a little worried. And she made a joke in the group chat that was like, oh, if I go missing, it's here and here like the the avenue and street. So I'm like, all right, Jesus. I'm just going to go there then. You know what I mean? And as I'm driving on the way there, like I started to feel like I started to lose it cuz I I I am very like realistic and just I I don't get too far this way or that way, but for some reason when I was driving, I was like something bad happened. And I was just like a mess. And I think that I mean, obviously that, like if your sister goes missing or God forbid she dies or something like that, that would completely send me into a spiral. And I don't know what would happen after that. Honestly, if I lost someone who was very close to me, I would be, I would of course lose control completely of everything I've been talking about right now. Well, that's it an extreme. Out, no, right. <laughs> it turned out that she was, it, she was at some fucking workout class that she forgot to tell us about. And the reason why we found out is because fucking Sammy was like, checked her Snapchat and she was on. She's like, "Oh, I know who she is." I was like, "This fucking idiot!" Thank so God. I drove there, and we went there, and she was in there. Fucking. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, that's an extreme case. Yeah, you and know. then she sent me an email with all of her t- all of her class times and shit. But yeah, obviously that is an extreme case. But you know, I I like to tell myself that even in situations like that, uh, I would be able to kind of control everything and just not get too crazy. Obviously that is upsetting, but when I mean like spiral, I don't mean like be upset and then, you know, get over it eventually. I really, for some reason, even in that moment felt like if this happens, it's You're over done. for me. You're toast. Yeah. Forever. Like I'm a different person now. Like, I don't, I don't know. For some reason that would have, that would have, but completely... I think it would, I think something that tragic. Yeah. And I mean it like to the most extreme extent, like not, laugh or make jokes and shit like when i think about it it's bad to get through losing a sibling or a parent or whatever it takes so much and of course everyone handles it differently like obviously tim lost his brother right tragically yeah and you know him and and mike cannon lost not a sibling but a lot of their friends growing up and the way they handled it was a lot of dark humor like so many dark jokes. I'm not saying that's the way. Right. And I think they also probably drank. <laughs> they did a lot. 
through it. But like people somehow find a way yeah. to get through tragedy, but it really depends on each person. I have no, I can't even, I, if that happened, I would feel, I wouldn't even know what to do. I wouldn't even like, I would, I, I feel like I would move to the woods and just not talk to anyone. Yeah, exactly. That. If I wanted to find you after that, I'd have to like hike yeah, <laughs> 10 it, miles no one would to find, find bearded Joe in a fucking, yeah, toga kind of thing. I just like, no, I don't know. It would, it would send me into a fucking spiral it would it really would and it, and that's only like my brothers and sisters i'm very close with right yeah and i'm very close with my friends and just one of one of those happening would just completely throw me off but it, the reason why I, I i feel like i'm able to say that it would be so extreme to the point where i would not just i would completely drop everything that i'm doing now and like not give a shit like i'd be done but uh the reason why I'm so I'm able to do that because whenever I do anything, I always plan for the worst. Like I always feel like, you know, if I go into a meeting, I'm like, this could be shitty. This could go well, whatever. Like I'm going to plan, plan for both. Like whenever I go into a situation where, uh, it's a, even if it's a big meeting or it's this or it's that, I'm like, well, if this doesn't work out, like I'm not going to get my hopes up because obviously this could go shitty or it could go well. So I always plan for everything like that happening, but something like that, you just can't no. plan for that. That's terrible. It's crazy because, I mean, I know we have to wrap it up soon, but Shane called me the other day on, he was, he was with his dad and his dad ran out real quick to go to Target. It was before Christmas. He had to get an extra gift and he hadn't come home in the time that Shane thought he would be home. So Shane called me hysterical and he was like, I think, I think daddy, I think something happened. And I talked, you know, I stayed on Skype with him till Jason got back. And of course he was fine, but I really saw how, I have accidentally affected Shane, whereas I have a tendency, like if someone's not coming home in time, I'm right. like, oh my God, I'm picturing them dead on the side of the highway. Yeah. And I saw how Shane went to the worst case scenario. When I was talking him through it, I was like, let's talk about probability right now. Yeah. The probability is the lines at Target are probably through Long the fucking roof. Fuck. It's literally, it was like the 23rd. Yeah, no. you know, I was like, let's really think about what's probably I happening. I would have never in a million years went to Target. His phone Friday. wasn't picking up because- he was actually in a mall. So the, the service was down, you know, but I saw how, cause that's what I do a lot. I think of the worst case scenario. Like I'm moving Saturday and I'm like, oh my God, what if the house is haunted? And I'm like, why, <laughs> why? I do that all the time. You know, <laughs> because my apartment, I'm like, this place is so nice. Why are they giving me such a good price on it? And I'm like, this place, someone died in here. Yeah, like, like poltergeist. <laughs> I'm about to step into that shit. You yeah, know, I'm like I can't shut Blood's the lights. going to be coming down the ceilings yeah, and that. I'm fucked. So yeah, and I was like, you know, and I think the trick is that the human mind will almost always go to those places like, oh, this person hasn't called me back. Maybe they're dead in an alley or, oh God, I'm moving to this new place. I got a really good deal. There must be something fucked up about the place. It's okay to have those thoughts, but then to kind of take it back and to say, let's try to be positive about this. Good things can happen. And it's been interesting watching me recently trying to catch myself there because I can spiral into the worst cases and seeing Shane get so worked up and upset was like, yo, I need to work on that for me because I'm affecting him. Right. And I don't want him, you know, having the same neuroses that I do. I'm sure he'll have a lot because I'm his mom and energy affects energy. But I was like, oh, fuck, that's me right now. Watching him melt down like that. I was like, I know he gets that from me. <laughs> Jason, my ex does not do that. You know, he's pretty calm about those things. I think he could be dying on the inside. You never know. Yeah. But it was crazy. And then seeing my own 
<laughs> I was talking to my roommate about it because first of all, I haven't packed a goddamn thing. <laughs> I'm moving tomorrow. You haven't packed anything. I'm moving Saturday, and I I haven't. I need. I mean, I was also sick, whatever. But like, and I was just going through all the worst cases, and she's like. I can feel actually that this year is going to be a good year. And I'm like, I just need to open up to good things being able to happen and being able to start making money and enjoy the life that I've worked hard for in many ways, you know, but it's hard to change your brain into really being positive. I know I'm a positive person, but to actually saying like, I deserve good things to happen. I'm not going to keep going to the worst case scenario or when I do, I'm going to bring myself back, but it's hard to change your thinking. It takes time. Thank you for coming on, Joe. <laughs> I'm so happy. It's so nice to see you. Yeah, where fun. can where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Joe Sanagato. And his videos, he has, he's on Facebook, Joe Sanagato, and YouTube. Um, oh, by the way, so I started a Patreon account. Do you know what that is? Did you ever hear of it? No. So a Patreon account, it's like people can fund artists, but it's like monthly. So someone can donate a dollar a month. Mm. and it helps. So I, I started it because I really need help and support living. Um, so I wanted to give a shout out Two people did, uh, help support me on patch. Pat, I always say it wrong. Patreon, Patreon. Um, and so I want to give a shout out to Philip queen. He gave me $20 a month. Um, so thank you. That was amazing. And then Paul, Oh God, I think I fucking spelled your name wrong. Paul Darham is doing $3 a month. Thank you guys so much. It really, really helps me live. And then, okay. Oh, Emilio's here. First of all, I'm going to plug New York Comedy Club. Seriously, my home club. They're amazing. You should go check out their website. They have amazing shows. And also Pinch Recording Studios. They have the best sound, best audio. Go to pinchrecording.com. You can have your podcast here. You can also film. What do you call when you're like filming musicians, like a recording session? You know, help me, Joe. What? What would you call it? Like if you want to record your music. Yeah, it's like a fucking studio. Yeah, okay. So Pinch Recording Studios, they're amazing. Scott and Amelia are the <laughs> shit. I know, I'm really good. <laughs> Pay me to do your advertisements. Yeah. Um, and if you guys want a tarot card reading, it's kwolf27 at gmail.com. Twitter, Instagram, all that. It's at the Kate Wolf. And please, please support me on Patreon. It's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash the Kate Wolf. I really appreciate and could use your support and going deep come to my going deep event in new york city it is january 11th from 8 to 10 and uh my philly people i will be doing another one in february february 26th so come to that one in philly going deep. day after my birthday oh joe will be there no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys thank you so much for listening bye